It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a super jam-packed holiday edition of East Coast Bias. The boys back by popular demand on this fine Thursday right here on FanDuel TV and, of course, on the Ringer Gambling feed. John Jastrzemski, Raheem Palmer, Joe House. We have all your plays for this insane weekend of NFL football where you have a game on Thursday. You have two games on Saturday. You have a full slate on Sunday. And oh, by the way, mixed in with what, four or five NBA games, you have a triple header in the NFL that will have Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, a little showdown between Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy where the MVP just might be on the line. But fellas, I missed Joe Monday. Uh, it was hellish getting back from South Florida, but it was a lot more enjoyable seeing Tua dice up that jet secondary and the Dolphins pitching a, a shutout. But that's a story for a different day. I told you guys I like Seattle. You guys relate it to the listeners and the viewers. I appreciate that. Hear them off chinny, chin, chin, but a win is a win. House, the Eagles have issues. They have issues in that secondary. They have issues with Jalen Hurts turning the football over. That said, they're going to win the next three games. They're going to end up more than likely as the number two seed. Do I think they're beating San Francisco? Probably not. But I'm looking on Fandle, and I did this right before we started the show. Seeing the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, 9-1, 9-50, that's, that's an appetizing number. So I, I wanted to ask you guys, before we get into everything that we got to do here in Week 16, can I tempt you, Joe House, in expanding your portfolio and adding the Eagles at the best number, hands down, that they have been at all season long? I am not willing to do it for the Super Bowl, but I would consider it to win the NFC conference. And the reason for that is because you're narrowing the risk paradigm in terms of this investment that you're making. You're taking your money and you're saying, I'm willing to risk the notion that San Francisco encounters an injury that derails them, that, that submarines their ability to get to the Super Bowl. Because it's only injury that I think is going to keep Super San Francisco from the Super Bowl. So to me, I'm willing to make a wager on that. I am not willing to wager 
on the double proposition that both San Francisco gets hurt, and so the Eagles jump over them, and then the Eagles play whoever comes out of that absolute gauntlet on the AFC side and wins the Super Bowl. I am not willing to do that. One, yes, not both. I'm not willing to wager on the Eagles at all. And you look at their schedule, and I'm not just saying this just because I'm a Cowboys fan. You look at the Eagles' schedule, and they have the Giants twice, and they have the Arizona Cardinals. Right now, they're priced at minus 270 to win the division. Now, you look at what they've done in the last seven days. They basically threw their defensive coordinator in the bushes, and they picked up Matt Patricia. We all know Bill runs this whole shit. He can tell you a lot about Matt Patricia, but he hasn't done anything worthy of being able to control and take this defense back to where it was. This is a team that's in the bottom 10 in EPA per play and success rate on defense. They can't stop the pass. They gave up a 92-yard drive to Drew Lott with the game on the line. That could have all but sealed the division and locked up the number two seed. That can't happen. So you can't trust Matt Patricia. And then Eagles fans will tell you, Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, he's been a source of contention the entire year. They hate this guy in Philadelphia. I'm here every single day. One of the biggest losses was losing Shane Steichen. So I'm not betting on the Eagles at all because I'm going to be honest with you, they're going to lose one of these next three games. They're not going to sweep. They just aren't going to do it. So I'm not betting on them. Well, fellas, I had to ask. Uh, I wasn't necessarily inclined, but you guys kind of pushed me to a level where it's like, thanks, but no thanks. I have San Francisco 49er futures. And to House's point, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, and Mr. Williams. You keep those guys in bubble wrap. You make sure they are playing in the month of January. And I'm going to be very surprised if we're not talking about the San Francisco 49ers joining us in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Now, guys, there are so many good games this week. I don't know where to begin, but I have to begin with this game because it is the battle of Dreams Cowboys and my Dolphins. And the Dolphins and the Cowboys have a lot in common because the narrative around Miami, hey, McDaniel's fun, two is fun. They can't beat a good team. Now, I throw a little disclaimer, the three high-quality teams they played, they played on the road. So I'm going to put a little asterisk next to that in Germany against the Chiefs, against the Philadelphia Eagles without Ramsey and Howard, and then that early loss when Buffalo absolutely smoked them. The Cowboys, they did beat a really good team in the Eagles a few weeks ago, but Dallas, we talked about it on Sunday during Ring of Wise Guys. Raheem, you were all over the Buffalo Bills. He said, Dallas, they're just simply not the same team when they're on the road. So something's got to give here. Either the Cowboys winning against a quality team on the road or the Miami Dolphins beating a top-notch quality team for the first time this year. Dream, I'll start with you. The line is a point and a half. There are injury uncertainties for both teams. Zach Martin, Tyreek Hill, Dolphin offensive line. I'll start with you, sir. What are we thinking about when we see Cowboys and Dolphins on Sunday? So initially, I like the Cowboys. I thought this was a smash spot for the Cowboys. Anytime you have a team who comes off a blowout loss, 31 to 10, you typically want to back those teams the following week. But the problem I have here is that the Cowboys are just way too banged up. You look at all world right guard, Zach Martin. He left the game last week with a quad injury. And we all know 
the Dolphins have a ferocious pass rush. You look at Christian Watson. He's already set a career high with sacks, with eight. You look at the fact that he has 19 quarterback hits, 10 tackles for a loss, 24 pressures, and 14 games this year. That puts the Cowboys in a bad spot. In addition, you look at the other side of the ball. The Cowboys, they can't stop the run. James Cook had 179 yards, the most for one running back against the Cowboys since Alfred Morris in 2012. So this is just a bad situation. You look at the fact that they lost their nose tackle, Jonathan Hankins. He's out a couple weeks with a sprained ankle. I just don't like the injury situation for the Cowboys, and I also think they're in a bad position. I know Tyreek Hill is out for this game, but you still got well, we Jalen Waddle. We, we don't know that yet. That's that's a little TBD at the moment. I, I wouldn't be surprised for him. Let's put it that way. He didn't play okay. last week. They don't know yet if Tyreek's going to be able to give it a go. But injuries are going to play a role. Here's my thing with this game, House. I yeah. feel it's more important for the Dolphins than it is the Cowboys. And I get the idea that the Cowboys are coming off a humiliating loss. But mm-hmm. I think the motivational angle of, hey, you haven't beaten a good team. The Dolphins have been hearing this now for 14 or 15 weeks. I think they're going to be sick and tired of it. I think it's a good buy low spot on Miami at a point and a half. I do. Well, to to me, this is essentially the Spider-Man meme. Both teams are pointing at each other. And this is why, you know, uh, we've been talking about some some futures. I did hypothesize on this show. I can see a pathway for these two teams finding their way through the playoffs and potentially meeting at, at the Super Bowl. That number right now, if you checked uh, on the FanDuel, it's all the way down to 30-1 to for a Miami-Dallas matchup in the Super Bowl. It was up near 50 when we were talking about it. But look, the, 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 the problem with handicapping this game, and both of you guys have already hit it, it's what is the impact of this injury situation for each team. The Dolphins have played the easiest set of offenses across the entire NFL all season long. When they played a decent offense to a good offense, they've got run out the joint. They, they let the, the Chiefs score three touchdowns against them in the first half. The Bills and the Eagles encountered no resistance whatsoever. But man, we just watched Dallas get hammer time on the ground. Do you guys understand? Uh, Josh Allen threw the football seven times? Seven times, and the Bills, the Bills rolled them. They 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 rolled them. And the way that uh, San Francisco beat the hell out of Dallas State, they ran forty one times. San Francisco and scored forty two points. We just watched what Buffalo did. Dallas so susceptible to the run. Miami's got a great uh, uh, run attack. Dallas zero and three on grass. They've allowed 31, 28, and forty two points. I don't know. I think I what, what I want to do with this game is maybe play the over. I was looking at team totals. The Dallas team total is 25 and a half. I'm a little bit shy about that one because of the injuries on the offensive line. Um, I might stay away and just sit back and watch this one, guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think I like the Dolphins in this game because I don't think the, the Cowboys are going to be able to cover those Dolphins receivers. And I know Tyreek Hill, he's questionable, but Jalen Waddle should be able to get off here. So to me, this feels like a Dolphins spot with all the injuries to the Cowboys, even with the injuries to the Dolphins. 
I'm right there with you. And House, I like the under in this game, believe it or not. I, I know I, I know we're talking about Dallas's defense and their struggles, but I, I think the Miami front has been balling out. And those numbers for the Miami defense, I know the schedule's soft. They played those games early in the year without Jalen Ramsey. That is a gigantic, gigantic deal. I cannot stress that enough. And I saw what he did a week ago to Garrett Wilson, where Garrett Wilson was basically non-existent, and he's one of the top playmakers in the sport. All right, we spent a lot of time on the Dolphin-Cowboy game. Fellas, a lot of juicy games involving AFC South teams this week. And narratives, hey, Trevor Lawrence beat up the ankle. Now he's in concussion protocol. The Colts, they kind of feel like, hey, maybe we can go and steal this division. Houston trying to figure out, okay, we won a game last week without C.J. Stroud. Can we go and do it again this week? Raheem, I'll start with this game. Indy and Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons, we nailed it last week. Can't trust them. Losing to Carolina. Desmond Ritter. I feel like the coaching mismatch between Steichen and Arthur Smith is, is eye-opening here. I'm done with the Falcons. I don't know if I'm betting this game, but it's Colts or pass for me. There's no way in the world I'm betting Atlanta. I can't do it. Oh, this is a tough one. And the, the thing that makes it tough is because Desmond Ritter's not playing in this game. And with Desmond Ritter not playing in this game, I think that changes things. Taylor Heineke is back. I think you have to just go with the tried and true. What have we seen from Indianapolis Colts games? They've gone over the total more often than not. So. I'm going to go back to the well. I'm going to play the over in this game if I had to play anything. I don't want to play a side. It feels like probably a good buy low spot for Atlanta. But I, I don't want to play Atlanta at this point. So give me the over. I, I, I like what Dream is selling, JJ. I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to play the Colts team total over 21 and a half. The Colts are number one in the NFL on the over with their team total. They have... You know, with this Steichen uh, offensive uh, approach and Gardner Minshew, they've they've gone over 21 and a half, the team total uh, for this game, in seven of eight games indoors. So we like this indoor track uh, at Atlanta. Five of the Falcons' last seven opponents have also go gone over this uh, total. Heineke has not been um, committing turnovers, but he still has lots of turnover-worthy plays, which turns into short fields. He only has one turnover in the last two and a half games. Um, Atlanta still missing the, the centerpiece of their uh, run defense in, in David Oniata. Uh, yeah, I, I try and say his name every show. I get it wrong every, I, I get it wrong every, every show. But I, I I just like the the, the Colts um, in a total spot. I don't want to mess with the side either. A little bit of variance with Heineke coming back. What kind of game plan? I mean, Arthur Smith is literally coaching for his job. Um, and I don't think he's going to have his job uh, when the season's all said and done. Um, but I, I do like this notion of the over here. All right. Another game involving AFC South team that needs a win. Jacksonville. We have no idea if Lawrence is playing. Tampa. All of a sudden now, a couple of impressive wins. Really liked what I saw from Baker Mayfield and company and what they were able to do in Green Bay last week. House, the way I look at this game with the uncertainty with Jacksonville, with Jacksonville being 500 on U.S. soil this year. Remember, they have the two wins 
in London against Buffalo and against Atlanta, and they're a different team, obviously, when they are playing uh, across the pond, Chideo. I think this is a spot to go and take Tampa Bay. I don't normally like backing Todd Bowles over Doug Peterson. I just think there are too many warning signs, too much injury here with Jacksonville. And I just think Tampa Bay is playing better ball right now. I'll let a small number with them. I think they get it done. I like the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm inclined to to ride with you. The only note of caution, for some reason, Jacksonville 9-1 and one against the spread in its last 10 road games. And they've won eight of those 10 uh, road games straight up. But, I, you know, that that's just uh, trend-based observation. I think the situation that, that Jacksonville finds itself in Injury wise, makes for for a, a very very bad uh, potential outcome for the Jags. If it's if it's C.J. Beathard and this Buccaneers defense that loves to blitz and, and be aggressive, I mean that 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 is a nightmare for 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 the Jaguars. And I don't you know they don't have the firepower to match. You don't need another Hall of Fame game out of Baker Mayfield for the Bucks to cover this tiny number at home, this number I think makes sense in view of what the forecast for the season was and some of what version we saw of Jacksonville over the course of the season. But I don't think this number reflects properly the the, the condition of the two teams at the moment. Okay. So we're looking at a pick them right now. I don't like this. And the reason why is because you look at Tampa Bay this year, he's they're and six against teams. that have a winning record. And while they've covered a league high eight games as an underdog this season, I just, to me, this feels like a buy low spot on Jacksonville. So I'm going to do the same thing that I did with the Indianapolis Colts game. And I'm going to play the over because you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. They've gone over in four straight games. And you look at Baker Mayfield. He's been on fire. Passer rating of 104, 926 yards, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions in his last four games. And he's been lighting it up. You look at that Jaguars defense, we saw what they did against the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw what they did against the Ravens. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. Well, you could say the same thing about this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. 28th in success rate, 20th in EPA for play. I'm going over, and I'm just going to hope that Trevor Lawrence plays because if it plays, this line is short. Uh, I agree with that. Now, if Trevor Lawrence does not play in this game, Raheem, what do you think this line is looking like come kickoff? Oh, by far, Tampa Bay minus three or so. So basically, you're telling me if you like the Buccaneers and you got a hunch, you got an inkling that Trevor Lawrence is not playing on Sunday, maybe going by the Buccaneers now. But I get it. Buccaneers, not a great team playing that role of a favorite in Vegas's eyes and of course in FanDuel's eyes so that's something you got to be careful of we got a lot more to do we'll have the Christmas day games we got three of them to break down and are the Lions after their big win right for the picking on Sunday uh certain someone might think the answer to that question is yes we're coming right back this episode is brought to you by hotels.com I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed. 
my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, gang, we got two more games in the AFC South we got to get to that have playoff ramifications. Then we got all the Christmas Day games to get to. Um, Raheem, Browns, Texans. Looks like C.J. Stroud is not going to play. The Browns defense, much different on the road as opposed to being at home. I give Houston credit. I thought they were dead to rights down 13-0 last week to Tennessee, and that team's well coached. And Keenum was spunky, and Dalton Schultz made the big catch, and they end up winning the game. I don't like the Texan offense without Stroud going against that Brown defense, but Joe Flacco now on the road, Joe Flacco, the storyline has been fun, but you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not betting this game. No feel, no inkling. Where do you stand on Browns, Texans? I like the Browns minus two and a half. You look at the Tennessee Titans last week. They couldn't do anything after the first quarter. They scored that opening touchdown. They got the pick six. They they didn't do anything for the rest of the game. And one thing we know about this Titans defense is that they're struggling this year. They're 30th in EPA per play, 22nd in success rate. And regardless of what what people might say about the Browns defense on the road, the Browns defense on the road is still worlds better than the Tennessee Titans defense. So I think the Browns defense should be able to hold down Case Keenum. We know that Texans offense isn't the same without C.J. Stroud. We know that Will Anderson is out for this game. Give me the Browns. I think you lay the points here. Joe Flacco is, I mean, he's putting together a second run, and I think they're going to just cruise into the playoffs. Yeah, I feel the exact same way as as Dream on this. I mean, the the splits between the, the Browns defense on the road versus at home is 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 just crazy. Uh, dead last in points allowed on the road and first in points allowed at, at home. But I can't get to the Texans getting to the number of points they have to get to to win this football game because they just have been so decimated by injury. I think they have to get to 20 to win this game. That would be my number for Houston to win this, and I don't think they get there. Uh, The resurgence of the Cleveland Browns offense under Elicho Flacco I'm willing to go ahead and get invested in, in that a little bit. I'm I'm agreeing with Dream on this one, JJ. You, you know, I, I want to add one more thing. I want to oh, add ahead. one more thing. If you look at their two, their last two road games against the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Rams, they were in those games with a chance to take the lead. They were one possession games, and then they had multiple turnovers, which changed the game. If Joe Flacco doesn't turn the ball over, they win this game with margin. And how much fun would it be seeing old man Joe Flacco potentially starting a playoff game? Who had that on their bingo card at the beginning of this season? All right, guys. Big game in the NFC North. It's a bigger game, in my opinion, for the Vikings than it is the Detroit Lions in-house. We nailed it last week on East Coast Bias. We were all over Detroit at home. Bilo spot won that game going away uh, against the Denver Broncos. Now they're going to put the Vikings two of the next three weeks. It's a dome, so that's going to work to the advantage of Jared Goff. He's also going to be going up against the defense. 
that is going to be blitzing everybody. That is the Brian Flores MO. That is what he's been able to do successfully. You look at his time in Miami. Now as a defensive coordinator with the Vikings, he's getting the most out of that defense. The Vikings have to have this game. This game is a must for them if they're going to be a playoff team. I see three and a half points. I am grabbing three and a half points. I think this is a kitchen sink game for the Vikings. I think bare minimum they lose by a field goal, and I'm not going to be surprised they went outright. Minnesota, the play for me. Where do you stand on this one? Yeah, it's a must play at three and a half. At, at three, I'm okay playing it, but I definitely prefer Minnesota. You just laid out um, the case. The main thing is, you know, Nick Mullins is is not Kirk Cousins in this offense, but he's not half bad. And the game that he played on the road uh, against the Bengals last week was impressive. I mean, the the the, the Vikings kind of shockingly gave that game away on, on defense. Um, but this Minnesota offense going up against the Lions defense, it's not that dissimilar from the defense that they just encountered with the Bengals. I think they can move the ball. Detroit has nobody in their secondary that can cover Justin Jefferson. Nobody in their secondary that can cover uh, TJ Hawkinson. Nobody in their secondary that can cover uh, Jordan Addison. So I I like the spot for the Vikings. It's an absolute must win if they want to make the playoffs. And um, the difference at quarterback between Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins, they they have resuscitated their playoff fortune. So I I like Minnesota um, as the side here. This is a family play. And the question I have for you guys is that if Nick Mullins was able to convert that third and short or that fourth and short, and they kicked that field goal and won that game, what do you think this line is? Pick them. Exactly. Minus one. Yeah. So we're right. getting value based on the fact that the Minnesota Vikings couldn't pick up one yard last week. That's So we're getting a home dog, a home divisional dog, because they couldn't pick up one yard. I love the Vikings here in this spot. House broke down everything about this Lions defense and how they don't have anybody to stop the Vikings. I love the Vikings here. Well, boys, the beautiful thing about the way this schedule this weekend shakes out is we have three games on Christmas Day to join all the fun on Saturday and Sunday and on and on we go. Let's start with the Raiders and the Chiefs. The Raiders have been way spunkier under Antonio Pierce. Yes, they had a game in which they got shut out by the aforementioned Minnesota Vikings, but they what, they put up 60-something points? I don't even remember how many they scored against the Brandon Staley finale. 63! There we go, 63. Not quite 62-7 <laughs> to seven for Dan Marino's last game, but 63, thank you, House, uh, against the Chargers last week. They're taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs still have an outside path to a one seed, but they have a very soft schedule next three weeks. Raheem, when I was going through the card, my inkling was, I saw this matchup a few weeks ago. I know the Chief offense had success. 10 is way too many points. I'm sorry. I just think it's way too many points. I think the Raiders and Pierce will be up for this game. I think this is a competitive game. Taylor Swift might be there. I know what the storylines are going to be. Mahomes on Christmas. I don't trust the chief offense to go and lay 10 points in this game. I just don't. See, for me, when a team scores 63 points, I don't want to back them the following week. And I think me and House, we broke down this on the the podcast the other day. I think the best way to play this is that you play – a sweetheart 10-point teaser. You tease the Kansas City Chiefs down from 10 to a pick'em. You tease the Buffalo Bills down from 12 to minus two. And then if you want to add the Philadelphia Eagles, tease that down from 12 to minus two. 
I think you have the best teaser leg on the board. So that's how I would play this. I'm not looking to lay 10 with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not backing, looking to back a team that just scored 63 points. So the teaser is the way to go. Sweetheart 10, right up your alley house. <laughs> you know, I mean, here, see, you might as well have sung it to me in a, in a beautiful Beyonce voice. That's how much I enjoy hearing that kind of, of, of song as we approach the holidays here. I feel the same way, JJ. Your, your case is right. Uh, your read is, is correct. The, it's too many points. The total's 41. 10 is too many to, let, to put, put out there. It's a divisional game. Uh, Antonio Pierce is trying to make a point, and, and he's being, he's, it's pretty effective. They take away explosive plays, that Raiders defense. And so, you know, I, I, I like the idea of Kansas City going about its business, being methodical, but I'm not laying 10. I do like them winning at home outright, though. That will be a nice Christmas present for, 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 for Mr. Mr. Kelsey with his girlfriend in the stands. Okay. I know you guys want to tease both of these teams. House, what leg would scare you more? Kansas City against the Raiders? The Eagles laying over 10 against Tommy DeVito and the Giants? I guess I would say the Giants just because of all of the history over the decades. You know, I've been watching the Giants play the Eagles for over 50 years. And, you know, these matchups are absolutely legendary i don't like the health situation for the eagles uh 11 and a half is the number i think on FanDuel. it's too many points because it lets in all kinds of weird backdoor variants i do think the eagles are gonna win i'm not laying uh all the points though dream what would scare you more Philly, Kansas City on monday i know you're in Kuhn both but there's got to be one that scares you more it's probably going to be kansas city just because i think the eagles are really due for that bounce back I think the Chiefs divisional game and both of these are divisional games. It just feels like the Raiders can keep it close. So that's that's the one that would scare me the most. Oh, I totally agree. And the Eagles have owned the Giants. I mean, they absolutely embarrassed them last year in two games. Then they embarrassed them again in the postseason. And if there's a team that needs that sort of like feel good, bounce back, margin type victory, it's the Eagles after what has happened the last couple weeks against the Dallas Cowboys and now the Seattle Seahawks, respectively. Fellas, you can make the argument it's the game of the week. I wouldn't because both teams, I think, are kind of in very stable spots where the Ravens can lose this game to San Francisco. But if they beat Miami and they beat Pittsburgh, they're the number one seed. So from that standpoint, maybe it doesn't mean a whole lot to Baltimore. Uh, You want to tell me San Francisco, maybe for the one seed, but... Again, I, I think San Francisco is in good shape with that Philly loss to begin with. Uh, I will start with you, Raheem. This game, because of the motivational factors in play here, and I know the MVP narrative is there for Lamar Jackson. I know Purdy at the moment looks like a guy who's going to win the award, and maybe he could lose it on Monday. Who the hell knows? I have a hard time dissecting this Raven-Niner game And it's tougher for me now than where it would have been four or five weeks ago. Am I like crazy because I'm trying to figure out that motivational edge? I can't find it, dude. Why is it tougher for you now than four or five weeks ago? Because the Ravens know where they stand. This is a free game for the Ravens, the way I see it. The Ravens beat Miami and they beat Pittsburgh. This game, okay, they're they're fine. You know what I mean? If they take care of business at home, they're a okay. 
And the Niners have kind of grown that, that margin in the NFC by beating Philadelphia and then by gaining another couple of games here over the last two weeks where they're maybe afforded a mulligan. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the way I'm looking at this game. I like the Ravens in this game, and I also like the over. Now, here's the issue. The issue is that Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham, they haven't been practicing. So you want to wait on that injury news. But we all know Lamar Jackson is a quarterback in which you back as an underdog and you don't take him as a huge favorite. This fits that. This San Francisco 49ers team has been a complete juggernaut all season long. They've pretty much blown out everybody except for that stretch where they played the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals, where they had injuries to CMC, injuries to Debo. Brock Purdy had a concussion. I feel like this is a game where you got two of the top teams in the NFL and they're going to play a close game. So I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think both defenses are going to struggle. You you look at what the, the Ravens did against the Rams. They gave up 31 points. You look at what they did last week. The Jaguars just kind of peed on themselves. So I think both teams are going to be able to score. I like the over 46 and a half, but I also like the Ravens to keep this one close. I would probably wait on the Ravens. If you can get a six, that would be lovely. But right now we're at five and a half. Yeah, JJ, I prefer the 49ers here just because of how smashing they have been on their home turf all season long. Um, But Dream's point is the right one. The way I'm going to bet this is I'm going to bet the San Francisco 49ers team total over 26 and a half. So all I need the Niners to do to win that bet is is to get to 27. I mean, Dream mentioned it. The Ravens are 19-3-1 against the spread in their last 23 games as an underdog. So I don't really want to mess with the side. I'd much rather invest in what I have seen with my eyes, which is a very, very vulnerable Baltimore Raven pass defense. What the Rams did to the Ravens defense uh, in Baltimore, and you follow that up, Jacksonville, They gave up 188 yards. The Baltimore Ravens gave up 188 yards in the first half at Jacksonville. But Jacksonville was hell-bent on snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, and that's what they did. I like um, this uh, Niners offense, the efficiency of it to just get out there, do their thing, cook, get to 27, let me cash it, and then I'll sit back and just watch, you know, uh, the – the mano e mano on the football field. I don't want to lay the points, but I do like that team total. That's going to be one that enables getting your popcorn ready. Niners, Ravens, the way to wrap up Christmas night, maybe with a cocktail in hand, just sounds absolutely delightful. All right, guys, speaking of delightful, this Thursday night game, there's a lot on the line. I I, I know you're going to say the Saints and the Rams, oh, it's not the Niners, it's not the Ravens, it's not the Cowboys, it's not the Dolphins. That's true. But this game matters, and it matters a great deal. And it's significant, I think, to all of us because of some of the future bets and some of the bets that have been made over the last few weeks. We'll break down a big one on Thursday night right after this. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? 
you take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Thursday night, game really matters for both of these teams. New Orleans, they got a couple of different ways they can get into the postseason. They could win a division title. I know House is invested in that. Uh, I know Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal may be invested in that. They have also an opportunity to maybe get into the playoffs as a wild card team. The Rams, they are not winning their division because they happen to be in the same division as the San Francisco 49ers, so they can forget about that. But the Rams, who Raheem and I have at plus 450, I think House hopped on that one as well. They now are in great shape. If they win two of their remaining three games, they're at nine and eight. I think they're going to be able to get in knowing they beat Seattle twice heads up in the regular season. So House, you have the Saints, who had a big win against the Giants last week. It's the best game Carr has played in a while. The Rams continue to look terrific. And I know they let the commies back into the game a little bit, but they were up by 21 points. Cruise control. Where do you stand? Four and a half Rams over the Saints. Do you like that or are you going with the dog? Uh, I got to take the Rams in, in this position. Uh, they have an advantage at quarterback. They have an advantage at coach. They have an advantage in terms of rest and travel. The Rams under McVay, 17-4-1 against the spread in their last 22 games played in December. They like to finish the season strong. They're motivated. This Detroit team um, has good defensive metrics, but that's a function of their schedule. They have played uh, very mediocre offenses all season long. This uh, is the first time in since they played the well they played the Lions in week 13 but that's the only offense they played the season currently in the top 10 in offensive success rate we just keep keep seeing this Rams offense where mostly everybody is healthy out there cooking and getting out to margin and then just coasting home I think it's another iteration of that this coming Thursday night tonight to watch the Rams uh, at home into the holiday weekend. So I think a lot of people are going to be on the Rams here. And, you know, House broke it down. The Saints have only played one offense this season that's in the top 10 in offensive success rate. And that was the Detroit Lions. Lions went out there, scored 33 points, 340 total yards. So you can expect this Rams offense to get going. But I have this number right around three and a half. So at four, it just feels like you're reaching the peak of the market on the Rams. And look, this Rams team, I think they had a win total of like six and a half. So if you're looking at their win total of six and a half, and they're at seven right now, and it just feels like you're you're buying at the, the highest value that you get, get on the Rams. You look at, they've covered what? They've covered like five games in a row like six games in a row. At some point, the market has to price it in that like 
you're just playing above your level and you're overperforming the market. So I can't play the Rams in this spot. If I had to play a side, I would play the Saints. I'm not really the biggest Derek Carr guy. You guys hear me ranting about him all the time on Twitter. But I think the play here is probably the over. Um, that's how I would play it. So I understand that point, Raheem, about the Rams and the market correction and whatnot. I just think the market sold a little too much on the Rams losing Jalen Ramsey and maybe not buying into the idea that Matthew Stafford could get back to this sort of level. Because if you look at the way he's been playing over the last few weeks, he has been balling out. So I know the Rams have been good to me. I've been riding them quite a bit. I know I might not be getting them at their peak from a market standpoint, but I'm signing with you on this one, House. I don't trust Cor on the road. I don't trust the Saints. I don't trust their head coach. So I- I'm putting the Rams and taking them in any money line parlay I throw in there. I think I already threw in a uh, a, a Ram. I-, I-, I threw Rams in something. I-, I have to tell you guys. I have it on my FanDuel account. I can't even remember, but I took them as a money line spot. And if I was going to play this game, I don't trust the Saints. So I would take it at four and a half. You like the total though, Raheem. That's your play? Yeah, yeah that's my play. I'm going with over. And over. So it's a good one on Thursday night. And before we get to these NBA games that we'll have Christmas Day and some some thoughts on what you might see this weekend and we'll have our play of the day, the odds to win the NFC South at the moment, it's crazy, Raheem. House, I feel like every single one of us could have made a case for all three of these teams at some point in the year. I'm going down with the ship with the Falcons. There's nothing I could do about it at this point. Gut feel house. Who's winning this woeful division? I kind of think Tampa, to be honest with you. Yeah, the problem is I want to say the Saints, but I just can't stand it any longer. I'm going to hedge out of my Saints position a little bit. I have to tell Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons that we got to figure out a small hedge, you know, each of these last three games, a way to to give ourselves an out on this uh, heavy Saints investment. I'm just not going to do it with with their car and and Dennis Allen and I think the most important thing from that win by the Buccaneers in Green Bay was it it created a, a kind of swag for them like that team is carrying an attitude and it works with bowls it's like they believe in Baker so I'm talking about soft considerations I'm talking about you know witchcraft voodoo kind of nonsense right the swag but it's a real thing. Those guys believe. They think that they can go win the division. I don't like the stop and start Saints. The Falcons are an abomination. No, they're and done. I, totally so done with them. Totally it's done. Gotta, it's got to be the Bucks. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got to be the Bucks. You look at the Saints. They have two road games against the Rams and the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers can actually wrap up this division next week. If, the, you know, if both, if the Tampa, Tampa wins their game against the Jaguars and the Saints. This thing could be over next week if the Saints drop both games. I just like the way that Baker Mayfield is playing right now. I love the way Chris Godwin is playing. I just can't trust Derek Carr. Obviously, right now, I've been wrong about the the NFC South. I've been saying the Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons, and they continue to blow these close games. So I'm not going to put anything on it, but I think I think the Bucs might wrap this thing up. And the Bucs, for what it's worth, minus 162 on FanDuel now all of a sudden to go and win the division. All right, not only do we have all this NFL action, five games, NBA basketball, Christmas Day. So we don't have numbers quite yet that we feel good about, but is there a game we're looking forward to the most? I'd hope so. All right, we got that. It's coming your way next. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So we'll have five games of NBA basketball in addition to three NFL games. I mean, it makes for one hell of a day. Uh, I'm going to get myself in all sorts of trouble, but you know, what else is new? That's, that's the way the cookie crumbles in the Jastrzemski household. We got Milwaukee and the Knicks. We got Golden State and Denver. Boston, LA in the five o'clock window. Then you have Philly, Miami, Dallas, Phoenix. House, I feel like the stock answer is going to be Celtics-Lakers, right? As far as the game you're looking forward to the most, do you give me something different? Well, from a betting perspective, the game that I prefer the most, and these lines are available on FanDuel right now. You can click the NBA and click. There's a Christmas tab, so there's some look-ahead lines. I love the Denver Nuggets at home against the Golden State Warriors. The number there is four and a half. I hope it stays there for everybody. Go ahead and jump in. Right now, you don't have to wait around till Monday. The only thing that can happen between Thursday and Monday is something in terms of rest or injury or whatever. But these guys want to be seen on Christmas Day. So if Denver's at full firepower, let me have them against the undersized Golden State Warriors all day Christmas Day. That will be a present I give myself right away, and I'll reward myself with an extra Six pack, because at this stage of life, you know, there isn't any any present that I can't get for myself. And what I just do is 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 drink my way into into success. I think that that is a short number. I think the Denver Nuggets are going to bully the hell out of Golden State, and Golden State has no answers whatsoever for Jokic. Uh, I love the 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 Nuggets minus four and a half there. Yeah, I, I really like that play just because Golden State is struggling right now. Obviously, we saw them last night against the Boston Celtics, but I think that's, that win said more about the Boston Celtics and their late-game offensive struggles than it said about the Warriors. The game I'm looking forward to most is I like to see Luka Doncic continue to sun, sun this Suns team because he's dominated them over the last couple of years, and it's brought me great joy. Obviously, on one of my first Ringer podcasts, I picked the Mavericks to go to the Western Conference Finals. And they knocked out the Suns. But this Suns team is really struggling right now. They can't guard anybody. So that's a game I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to Bucks and Knicks just because they tend to play high-scoring games. There's no totals up on FanDuel right now, but I think that's going to be an over. Uh, I can't wait to bet the Lakers getting plus odds and plus money with LeBron James on Christmas Day. Raheem mentioned the Celtics, their late-game execution if the game comes down to the wire. Sign me up right now. Lakers. Money line. That'll be a Christmas Day play for me as the Eagles are smoking Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. And Raheem, you put this up on your feed on the Ring of Gambling show. Uh, odds for the MVP and all sorts of stuff about a third of the way through the year. If there's one that you have your eye on, I know you hit on this. I know we've been hammering this, but there's one that you really like, correct? Yeah, I, I like SGA, Shaquille Gildas Alexander to win MVP. Bill Simmons spoke about this on his podcast the other day, and I totally agree with it. You're looking at SGA. This guy's averaging 30 points per game. 
He's one of the most clutch players in the league, and he's leading this Oklahoma City Thunder team to the second seed in the West. And we all know if you're an MVP candidate, typically you have to be the number one or number two seed, and that's what he's doing right now. So I would I would go with that. It is down from nine to one, but at seven fifty, you've got a ton of value. I know Jokic and Embiid are the front runners, but it wouldn't surprise me if SGA took it over. House, we got to hop on that. Plus 750, I still like it, dude. We should well, be hopping on. I want Dream to talk me out of this parlay that I've got going oh, right boy. now, which is Chet Holmgren to win Rookie of the Year at minus 130, parlayed with Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, at uh, uh, plus 250, I think, to win MVP. Those two together pay, pay you almost plus 550. That's a, a way to juice up the odds for the Joker because I think everybody is going to when it comes time to vote, remember, oh, yeah, the Joker. We we kind of screwed that dude last year. He is the best player we on owe planet him. Earth. We yeah, owe we, him. We, we owe him this one, right. Yeah. Basically, so an IOU, Raheem, you know? Because SGA is going to have his time, and, 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 and it, it, could, it should be next year if Oklahoma City continues on the path they're on. But that's my – I like that because Holmgren is going to win Rookie of the Year, knock on wood, if he can stay healthy. He is unbelievable, Dream. So my only concern about Jokic is that they can kind of shut things down. Like, we know Jokic doesn't care about the MVP. We saw last year, he was, like, and he was in the forefront for the award. And then in March, you saw, like, Denver pretty much shut it down. They shut it down in February and March. They weren't the same team after the All-Star break. So this team is really gearing up for the finals. So if they just decide you, we're not playing seriously for the second half of the year... Jokic could fall out of it, but otherwise, we all know he's the best player in the world, so you can never go wrong with getting Jokic 250. We'll come back. Best bets to get you ready for a holiday weekend. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Best bedtime, week 16. House, I know you're getting exotic. How exotic are we getting? What do we got? We're going to keep Christmas Eve holy. We're going to use that for eggnog and present wrapping. So we're going to get a Thursday bet in, a Saturday bet in, two Christmas games. It's a four-leg money leg parlay. It's plus odds. We're doing the Rams on Thursday, the Bills on Saturday, and then on, on Christmas Day. Let's enjoy the combination of the Chiefs and the Eagles. Those four legs on a money line parlay pays plus 125. What a present. Dream, what do we got? I'm going to go with, and I know this is super ugly. I know it's super ugly. Let's go with, uh, let's go with the New England Patriots plus six and a half. If you can get a seven, you can roll with that. But I just think this, this Denver Broncos team is completely fraudulent. You're talking about a team who, if they're not generating turnovers, they're not going to beat you. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think they keep this one close. Fellas. For the first time, I think in the history of East Coast bias, I'm going with a total. And I like the under in the Miami-Dallas game at 425. I think you have a wounded Cowboy defense that's going to play with a lot of pride. 
eyeing Miami to protect their offensive line. It's going to look to run the football a lot. This total opened in the 51-51 and a half range. Now I'm seeing 50s in the market. I think there will be points. I just think 50 is a little too high here in this game. I like Miami as well, but I like the total even more. Give me under 50 for Miami and Dallas with all of America watching on Christmas Eve. That's going to do it for East Coast Bias. Good job by our buddy, the War Gone Warrior. For Joe House, Raheem Palmer, John Zostremski, we're signing off. We will see you Sunday on Christmas Eve. Ringer Wise Guys coming your way on FanDuel TV. Boys are out. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or... Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 105-22-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.